Survivor 46 is here, and so is On Fire, the only official Survivor podcast, and we have a twist this season. The winner of Survivor 45, D. Vyadaris, will be joining us every week. We're going behind the scenes of the biggest moments, the how and the why things happen, and the strategy and analysis you can only get from someone like me, a Survivor winner. Listen to On Fire, the official Survivor podcast, wherever you get your podcast. Getting engaged is a moment worth cherishing. A one-of-a-kind ring that you design at Blue Nile can help your love sparkle. Just choose your diamond and setting. When you've found the one, you'll get it delivered right to your door. Finding the right engagement ring can be nerve-wracking. At Blue Nile, you'll have the expert guidance needed and a diamond guarantee that ensures you're getting the highest quality at the best price. Cherish all of life's moments and save up to 30% at BlueNile.com. That's BlueNile.com. Antonio Brown's replacement on the Steelers could be boom or bust. Welcome to the Steelers update from Penn Live, where we keep track of all things Steelers so you don't have to. This is John Lucy reporting. Antonio Brown's catchphrase while in Pittsburgh was, business is booming. For most of nine seasons, Brown lived up to those words, making it his business to catch footballs and execute big plays for the Pittsburgh Steelers. But the somewhat overlooked small school college player the Steelers spent a high third round draft pick on to replace Brown could be very much a boom or bust product. As the dust settles from the NFL draft, there's much scrutiny on whether Toledo University receiver Deontay Johnson was really worth that high third rounder the Steelers received from the Oakland Raiders in return for Brown. After all, Johnson's time in the 40-yard dash was subpar. There were other players on the board that Steelers fans liked far better namely the blue-collar linebacker Chase Winovich out of Michigan. But those Pittsburgh fans watched in agony as none other than the New England Patriots promptly snapped up Winovich after the Steelers passed. Ouch. Steel, all this small school criticism of Johnson could well have been applied to Brown himself and to Ben Roethlisberger along with a number of other Steelers stars over the years. As the Pittsburgh Post-Gazette writes, the Mid-American Conference from which Johnson hails has been a source of talent for the Steelers over the decades. The Post-Gazette writes, quote, For a team that has a pronounced history of using their top draft choices on players from Power 5 schools, the Steelers have never been shy about stepping down in size and dipping into the MAC to find players. Some of them have been among the greatest in franchise history. Since the 1970 merger, the Steelers have drafted 18 players from the MAC, including three more this year, the aforementioned receiver Deontay Johnson in the third round, and linebackers Sutton Smith and Ulysses Gilbert III in the sixth. That is the most the Steelers have drafted in any year since 1970 out of the MAC. But they drafted three of the greatest players in their history from the MAC. Jack Lambert out of Kent State in 74, Ben Roethlisberger out of Miami, Ohio in 2004, and Antonio Brown out of Central Michigan in 2010. Two other Steelers legends from the MAC, James Harrison out of Kent State and defensive tackle John Banasek out of Eastern Michigan, 
were undrafted, unquote, all according to the Post-Gazette. That said, no one's saying here that Deontay Johnson will land in that rarefied company of those past Steelers greats out of the small conference. But his being from Toledo is no reason to torpedo his selection in round three by the Steelers. And as for whether the Steelers could have taken Chase Winovich in the third and still landed Johnson later, this is a much tougher call. Buccaneers coach Bruce Arians is on record saying Johnson was on his shopping list in the third round. And Post-Gazette sports writer Paul Zeise pretty much called the draft a crapshoot at that point, writing, quote, Could the Steelers have made a trade to slide down a few spots and maybe acquire another fifth or sixth round pick or something and still gotten Johnson? Yeah, perhaps. They also could have lost him, and he is clearly the receiver they wanted. I think a big part of it is they see him as having a similar skill set to Antonio Brown. He apparently runs excellent routes, and he apparently is excellent at catching the ball. And while his 40 time wasn't off the charts, he is quick and seems to be one of those players who plays faster than his straight-ahead speed. Again, I don't know that he will become what he will become, but I find it ridiculous that people talk about how teams, quote, reach in the third round, unquote. And that is Paul Zeissi again with the Post-Gazette. Of course, none of this is going to quell the debate, which is just gearing up across Steelers Nation over this 2019 draft. And we have some of the more recent takes as the hopes and fears of Steelers fans are in full relief out on social media. But if there is any consolation, perhaps Steelers Nation can find it in the draft score given to the Steelers by ESPN draft guru Mel Kuyper Jr. He generally liked the Steelers' picks and branded their draft a B+. Here's some highlights. Quote, I like GM Kevin Colbert moving up 10 spots to get a potential superstar in Bush, Devin Bush, at number 10. Yes, it cost a lot. They gave up pick 20 and 52 plus a third rounder in next year's draft. But Bush can be an impact player and leader in Pittsburgh. Elsewhere, Pittsburgh added a wide receiver with the pick it got in the Antonio Brown trade, Deontay Johnson at number 66. Actually, he reminds me a little bit of Brown on tape, but he's not an elite athlete. We obviously can't expect him to be close to Brown, but if he gets into the rotation as a rookie, that is a win. Cornerback Justin Lane at number 83, a converted receiver, could be a starter as a rookie. I thought he had a chance to go in the top 40 picks, unquote. And that is all Mel Kuyper Jr. giving a good B-plus grade to the Steelers draft. Still, uh, the Steelers taking tight end Zach Gentry, Gentry in the fifth round seems to be another controversial pick. And once again, that fifth rounder is the second pick they got from the Raiders in, an, in return for Antonio Brown. Alex Kazor with SteelersDepot.com, who did extensive film study on players in the draft, said this of Gentry, 
Gentry. Quote, well, you never know who's going to wind up being available later on. It's easy to let hindsight be your draft guide, but I do think taking Gentry in the fifth is going to wind up being my least favorite of their nine picks. Now, my take is this. The Steelers made one of the biggest moves in the entire draft by making that trade with the Broncos and going up 10 spots to grab that much-needed middle linebacker Devin Bush out of Michigan. For me, everything else about the draft is literally gravy because we got Bush and because we answered the question of that big hole in the middle of the defense. The Steelers' defense in 2019 should be night and day from its from the porousness of the past two years. And Bush will be the big reason why as he steps in for the injured Steelers star Ryan Shazier. In addition to the question marks surrounding Deontay Johnson, there are even bigger ones associated with that fifth round pick we were talking about, the big tight end Zach Gentry out of Michigan. In a sense, the Steelers traded away Brown for these two players, Johnson and Gentry, because they are who the team spent the Brown picks on. But was it a good deal? Sure, Gentry is a big body tight end with a huge catch radius, but he's rigid getting off the line and his blocking remains a work in progress. He could be an inviting red zone target for Big Ben, or he could have trouble getting off the bench and off special teams. If these raw college players flame out, it will leave the Steelers shorthanded when it comes to replacing the sure hands of Brown and also Le'Veon Bell, who's also playing for another team. So even though we know how who the Steelers are going to replace Brown with, that's Johnson and Gentry, we don't know the answer to the real question, will those players come anywhere close to making up for the production Brown provided this offense? Did the Steelers make a big reach in the draft, or did they land the right pairs of hands to, if not match Brown's production, to at least get the job done now that Brown and all his booming business of catching the football in Pittsburgh is out of business for good? Only time in those dog days of Steeler training camp in August will tell, so stay tuned. Meanwhile, Download the Steelers Update Podcast wherever you download your favorite audio. And of course, log on to penlive.com anytime for your real-time Steelers news.